don't know this, then you're behind the times. The only metric that matters is convenience. Rules apply to you. Suddenly you're an advertiser. This week on the Social Minds podcast. I think every brand has stories to tell. You know? We just need to find them, to write them, to develop them and to bring them to life. We're joined by Executive Creative Director at Actung, Benjamin Bruno, previously of Jungwang Matt, and Cora Guntert, the Head of Digital Audio and Voice Strategy at BMW. They came to speak to us about BMW's award-winning fictional branded podcast, Hypnopolis. Yes, find as someone who hasn't heard of BMW, the brand has long been known for its approach to innovation, and that extends to its approach to branded podcasts as well. In this fascinating episode, we discussed how crime and sci-fi fiction inspired an award-winning podcast, why a future world doesn't always have to be a dystopian one, and the growing gap in quality in the audio space. If they can afford it, they should consider audio as a part of the marketing mix for sure. All this and more, coming up. What can podcasting do for brands that other forms of media cannot? Yeah, in general, having a voice in your ear creates an immersive and very personal experience. So I think it's, it's yeah, very special and it creates a accessibility or approachability and personality for a brand, which is kind of different like other, let's say, social media channels. Massively. Any, anything to add to that for yourself? And Ben, it's clearly uh, something that BMW do very well. Yeah, the thing with um, our BMW podcast, Hypnopolis, is that it really has a special uh, superpower. In in Germany, audio plays are a very popular thing among kids, and everybody I know um, has been listening a lot to audio plays while growing up. So we Germans are very used to it. And the the wonderful thing about these um, audio plays is that when you listen to to the stories, you start imagining the characters and the places in your head and draw your very own picture of, of what's going on and tickling this creative process with a with a customer as a brand i think that's absolutely a magic maybe the most powerful connection uh, that i can think of before we sort of dive into hypnopolis specifically i'd like to ask you both why bmw um has more than one podcast because i think cora perhaps your best place to start us off here but um, whereas some brands don't even have one yet. BMW actually has two. So I'm interested to know what separate purposes they both serve for the brand um, and why, I guess, why you've chosen to have more than one. We have Changing Lanes and Hypnopolis, so the two podcasts you mentioned, and um, they really serve completely different purposes and are designed for different target groups as well, for example. So Changing Lanes is a regular format um, and very closely connected to the BMW.com, uh, which is, let's say, the home of our brand and also connected to our social media channels. We have two hosts, um, Nikki and Jonathan, and sometimes internals or BMW internal or external guests. And we talk about mobility, cars, lifestyle, technology or design. So topics which are closely connected to the BMW brand and also the target group is clear and reachable via our own channel, the BMW bubble, automobile bubble. <laughs> so we build loyalty and a, like a personal customer relationship. And on the other hand, Hypnopolis is some, something completely different. It's 
kind of a campaign podcast, like a highlight pinnacle. Um, and we wanted to create buzz and engage a, a, a quite new target group for BMW. So it's, it's only six episodes and, and a closed story. So a closed campaign, like a Netflix series, but just for the ears. <laughs> and we wanted to create something completely new and unheard with a, very good quality and um yeah a new universe with exciting characters and stories around it so the brand and the products they do not play such a big role just to give more space um for individual imagination what also ben mentioned uh, in the beginning the most interesting part about hypnopolis for me especially was the fact that you guys decided to take this fictional format. And I'm interested to know how doing that has helped you guys expand the BMW brand beyond just selling cars. Because, Corey, as you mentioned, the, the, the brand itself and the actual products aren't so directly linked, but this is obviously putting BMW in a lot more places than it would have been otherwise. So um, I'd like to understand a little bit more about how that's um, impacted what you're able to do for the brand. The strategic idea behind it was after ha having a look at um, the competition, what other automotive brands already did or are doing right now, um, they mostly talk about their products or what to do with a car in general. And uh, this way you can only reach uh, an audience that are already drivers or at least friends of the brand. And we wanted to reach a much broader audience. And um, so we had a look, for example, at the Audible charts in, in Germany to see what's popular at the moment. And um, that's how we came to sci-fi crime, um, which is the number one genre in, in Germany right now. Of course, that's also uh, not the easiest thing, because if there's already much going on, it's super, super difficult to come up with something uh, new. <laughs> But we took that challenge and um, that's how it started. Yeah, Cora, from, from your side, how, how has that helped you guys be able to expand the brand? Yeah, so, so in general, fiction for us is like, like, let's say, the perfect possibility to create yeah, a world how BMW would imagine it. And BMW always have, has been perceived as a yeah, brand who's actively shaping the future of mobility. And we wanted to create a positive future as well so that that was very important for us because fiction and crime yeah it's it's always like i don't know dystopian feeling mm. and everything is bad and yeah. so that was of course not an option for us we wanted to paint a positive picture of the future and the mobility and technology which and innovation which helps the people um, living in, in in this world so um actually that that's just perfect to use fiction because we can, yeah, we can do anything. <laughs> yeah, the sky's the limit. <laughs> this is something that something that only BMW can do. Um, a Mercedes-Benz podcast would have uh, gone a totally different direction, shaping a positive vision and still telling a, a thrilling story. That was the mm -hmm. that was the, the the core idea, and that's what makes it stand out story-wise, in my opinion. I completely agree with the fact that it stands out. I mean, I've been listening to the podcast um, all this morning again, and really, you know, if if nobody, if you haven't heard it already, I, I would say to our listeners to to go out and seek it out the Hypnopolis podcast because it is um, it is so sort of arresting and it hooks you in straight away, just like you said, just like a Netflix series or an Amazon Prime series. You can imagine this being made into a film. I mean, 
when, especially when our listeners hear it and they have heard it already, I imagine one of the questions that they have is about the sort of production process and the, the creative process, because I know that there would have obviously had to be a script written. Um, but whatever challenges did you have with Hypnopolis that maybe you don't have with uh, Changing Lanes and, and your everyday um, branded podcast? There were lots, lots of challenges <laughs> when <laughs> Cora agreed to do a fictional podcast with us. I was really Quite lost because um, what? I didn't you were happy. A... I hope so. <laughs> I was super excited, but uh, at the same time, I was super afraid because I didn't quite know what to do. And um, the first thing I did, um, I mean, before the whole thing, we had a we had a workshop together, and our strategic department uh, prepared that workshop very well, and we uh, talked a lot about um, plot points and what could be suitable in in general. But we didn't have a story, so. There was just a, a white piece of paper, and um, next thing I I found myself reading whatever I could find about serial storytelling. And the most interesting read being storytelling for radio and podcast by Sven Preger. It's um, it's a German book, and uh, yeah, I really had to teach myself what to do, and um, I set up a framework to enable my team and me to create meaningful plots. Uh, plots. Um, we were following the, the plot points, but also story principles. Make it primal. Um, write a story that really touches you inside. Find something that the, the protagonist can can lose. Everything has to be at, at stake. And uh, also, uh, the, the storyline has to follow a bigger idea. Uh, there has to be some some deeper meaning that uh, you can have as a, as a takeaway. And uh, in the end, there has to be some sort of uh, moral to it so that you can think about the whole thing even after after listening to it. And those were like um, core principles um, that every creative who came up with a plot had to tick. And that helped us to, to shape um, our storylines a lot. Um, internally, everybody helped. We had even... Uh, um, uh, for example, a, a project manager, she was keen on, on sci-fi and, and everybody just started writing. And um, this framework helped us to improve our stories. And um, in the end, we could present Cora, uh, I think, three or four stories. And we agreed on, on the one we liked the most. And um, it already had a beginning. It had a major twist. It had an ending. But it, of course, it was just short abstract. And that's when... Uh, Robert Valentine came to join us and um, that's when the, the work really really started but um, it was a super cool uh, collaboration the moment we pitched um, the deck to him I think it felt like he had this whole Hypnopolis universe already in his mind from the very very beginning and um, he helped us to turn our storyline into a proper script mm -hmm. and um, yeah, it was a, just a pleasure I think for for everyone of us to work with him and, and bring our common vision to reality. But uh, yeah, at some point we were sitting there with a, a white piece of paper and um, I didn't quite have any idea what to do. I think that's um, that was like a credit to the idea though, that there's not really a benchmark there, or not many at least, for you guys to work mm. from because, you know, that's what got it the Adweek Award. It was such a unique concept. And I'm, I'm guess interested to know, how you guys had to go about building that fictional world like just through audio because there's like a lot of emerging audio formats at the moment podcasting just being one of them and I guess I want to know how you guys found it to figure out how you sound orally as a brand and I guess develop that tone of voice of sorts but just yeah through audio alone 
I think it's not so, so audio in general is not so obvious, like um, the vision, what you see through your eyes, but sound as such an important sensor, which can trigger a lot of emotions. And via a specific sound, you can create a whole experience and very personal experience. And um, for a brand, uh, in my opinion, it's very important to develop a brand sound identity mm-hmm. And to really exploit the possibilities to be recognized by the target group. And um, it has to be implemented and incorporated into the marketing mix of the brand. Um, and maybe a good example is also from BMW, um, the cooperation we have with Hans Zimmer. So we created iconic sounds um, for our electric cars, which is also very special. We did, we did not just, I don't know, mix up something uh, because... If an electric car as such does not have um, sound, but for safety reasons, of course, it needs something, yeah, uh, hearable. Mm. Um, and we did not just mix something up. We, we, we partnered up with Hans Zimmer. Pretty big. <laughs> and, um, he created, yes, it's, it's like, uh, yeah, I'm a big fan, actually. <laughs> He's such a cool guy. Um, yeah, and he created those sounds for, um, for, yeah, for our electric vehicles, uh, which is also proves that for BMW, audio is a big topic. It's also a nice yeah. Easter egg, by the way, because um, you can hear the Hans Zimmer sound in the Hypnopolis podcast when um, Hope and Leon are, are driven to the to the secret base. Um, they are taken in a, by today's standards, a vision vehicle, but in the Hypnopolis plot, it's an old car and it's not um, trackable, so they use it. <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. that's one of the many little gimmicks we got in the, in the story for the, for the connoisseur. It's, it's true. And I, I think the attention to detail is really interesting as well, because I think, um, one of the things I'm sure we'll come on to, and that I think it's worth mentioning at this point is that audiences have become so much more, I don't want to say smarter in a way. Audiences have always been smart, but they've become so tuned in to things and they, they, you know, they do look for these Easter eggs and there's, they're, they're so, um, you know, there's such a, a big focus on providing such an elevated experience, I guess, for the audience as well. Also, you can discover it um, on different levels. If you just want to get, have your entertainment, you binge it and it's gone. But if you want to dig deeper, you can find interesting things. Um, so depending on how keen you are, there's something for everybody. You're listening to the Social Minds podcast with Ben and Cora from Actung and BMW. So far, we've spoken about BMW's choice to create not one, but two podcasts, the production considerations needed when you're building a fictional world through audio alone, and how to establish a sound identity for your brand. Still to come, we're speaking about going beyond revenue metrics and finding value in time spent with brands, working with futurists to predict the future of mobility, and the untapped potential of audio-based storytelling. Obviously, BMW as a brand has been going for, you know, over 100 years. And it would have been easy very much for, you know, the sort of comms and content to finish, to, to focus on the past and nostalgia, everything you've done um, over that time. Why was it so important to focus on the future and look ahead and create this, you know, not just sort of predict a vision, but create a new vision? Yeah, that's a good and an important question, actually. So, yeah, our CEO, for example, he said that in the up- upcoming 10 years, 
the automotive industry will change more than in the past 100 years. So there's a lot going on. Electrification, digitalization, automation. Yeah, just to name a few topics. So this is exciting. And um, yeah, as future optimistic brand, we love to look ahead. And um, BMW has a great heritage, of course, and it should be considered an honor. We learned a lot. But I think in those days, it's more important to focus on the future and what lies ahead. Does trust play into that? Because I found that listening to this podcast gave me a great deal of trust in the fact that BMW knows where things are going. And I guess on a consumer point of view, it's that, you know, trust in a brand that has the answers that you don't actually have the question to yet in a way. What's so cool about it is that we don't sell actual products because even the BMW, nobody has a clue what's for sure what's going on um, in this distant future. But um, of course, there are assumptions and um, we've been working together closely with future experts from the BMW side and they just gave some input about um, the future of mobility, for example, the, the permanent availability of some sort of mobility. And that's what you also have in the story. Um, Hope just thinks about uh, getting into a car and web, there it is. And off she goes and she knows how to steer it from the start because it's super intuitive. Mm. And all these thoughts somehow found their way into the story, but it's not like, um, yeah, it's uh, subtle. No, I love I love listening to you describe it in that much detail because as Theo mentioned, the attention to detail that's gone into it is, you know, really, really special. When you um, sort of reason and justify little elements like that, like it's so easy to use, which sort of speaks back to how intuitive BMW products are. There's like these tiny little value moments where the audience is actually getting a lot out of it and therefore the brand is getting a lot out of it. But what I'm getting at here is these uh, metrics, I guess you'd call them, that aren't directly measurable are one of the reasons why I think a lot of brands struggled for a while with podcasting in general and especially with a unique fictional format like this that doesn't talk about the products constantly. Um, and they're not that inclined to you know, make something that's not you know, going to make them money in a way that they can see straight away. So I'm interested to know when you guys were putting Hypnopolis together, in your opinion, what was the goal and sort of what, what do you think the main KPI of a branded podcast should be? I personally think that um, brands should focus on the target group and what really brings added value to them in the right time and the right situation. And podcast is like a perfect medium for that. So, of course, aligned with the values of the brand for us. Actually, our main KPI of the podcast is um, mm. time spent with the brand. We maybe do not reach as many people as via Instagram or Facebook, but we reach people with high interest and they spend very long time with the brand. It is a, a small, quick like, um, but they stay with us for 20 minutes for one episode. And um, so it's more about quality than quantity for us. And I think that's quite important. And also coming back, what, what Theo said before, our podcast gave him like trust that BMW is knowing what to do in the future or yeah, has it covered, let's say. And, and, and that's what we wanted. So to give like positive emotions and then positive values. To achieve that, there were, were two propositions. The, the first one was we want to 100% entertain the audience and get rid of everything that's not entertaining. And uh, the second aspect, and this is, in my opinion, something that a lot of brands do wrong right now, only high-quality productions can make it in the future. That's my opinion, because 
Um, what's happening right now with podcasts is what we saw with the rise of social media for brands like 10 years ago. Mm. Everybody feels like uh, they can easily do a podcast just because the nephew of the marketing manager hosted a clubhouse session. And um, at the same time, we got huge players like Spotify that are flooding the market with top tier formats. And then we got brands like BMW with dedicated audio strategies and they put a lot of effort into producing quality content. So I think brands better sound um, amazing or they just, just stay silent and don't do a podcast. I think that's a really, really interesting point and not something I actually thought of, Ben, but I think you're right. We are getting to a point where there is growing gap maybe in quality between, like you said, major brands that are creating audio strategies and those that are not necessarily doing that. But I want to talk about marketing a bit as well, and especially uh, marketing Hypnopolis, because it's, uh, I suppose, the challenge is you have such an innovative podcast. How do you market that in an innovative way? So I was just wondering if you could tell us a little bit about what the marketing strategy was for getting Hypnopolis heard and how that differed from uh, promoting changing lanes. So for changing lanes, um, as, I, as I said in the beginning, it's easier because we target BMW fans and mobility friends and um, yeah, our home base, let's say, and we can reach them via our own channels. But uh, for Hypnopolis, it's a little bit different because we the goal was to also engage and reach new target groups. And I, that makes it actually difficult besides our, of course, we, we pushed it on our own channels, but we used um, paid media and um, PR to promote it, let's say to reach beyond the BMW bubble. Um, however, a big lever, so to say, was word of mouth. Mm. So people just loved what we created and they told their friends about it. And um, that was exactly our goal that we create something that good, that could good of a quality and special that people recommend that to their friends. Again, I think quality is the best marketing. Somebody at, at Apple Podcasts heard it, liked it, and put it uh, into the recommendations. And uh, that's when we started topping the, the podcast charts in over 20 countries because the audience found out about it and um, many, many people around the world really enjoyed it and spent a lot of time there. So quality is also a good mm. thing to have. <laughs> no, definitely. And then, of course, you guys got picked up for the Adweek's Podcast of the Year Awards 2020 and won Best Branded Podcast, which is how we came to find out about you and have you on here. So, yeah, it's a, it's mm. all it's all a cycle. I'm interested <laughs> to know, perhaps I'll let you kick off with this, Ben, but how you think this hyper-immersive storytelling that you guys have started to carve out and will hopefully become a little bit more popular in the coming years, how that will impact marketing and will it call for you know more uh, immersive marketing? I think so. I'm quite sure about it because to, to me as a creative, it's super interesting when, when you just have a look at uh, what BMW does. They got two formats that are completely different. Both make 100% sense. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. And I think every brand has stories to tell. We just need to, to find them, to write them, to develop them, and to bring them to life. And um, if they can afford it, they should consider audio as a part of the marketing mix for sure. Hypnopolis as well. I've never spoken about like Netflix and Amazon Prime and, and the fact that generally I think like, you know, this would make a great feature film that I'd love to see as well. Um, but maybe it doesn't yeah. need to because like you said, the audio side of it is so special. This I'm going to give you guys an opportunity to really big BMW up now because it is a fantastic <laughs> podcast. And just to say, do you, do you think that this is a real milestone, something that's 
changed the game when it comes to that experimental branded content. Like we said, it's award-winning. And I don't think either us, you know, either, either or myself can think of anything quite like this. I'm very keen to know what your competitors almost probably think now, now that they've seen this. <laughs> They're thinking, right, okay. <laughs> yeah, at least it was our goal to create, um, yeah, something um, like a game changer. And I also heard voices that there are competitors um, of ours who are really like discussing that topic or our podcast very high level. So I think uh, they, they want to go in, this, in a, a similar direction. <laughs> um, yeah, definitely. It's, it's, for us, it's a milestone and um, um, we want to keep getting better and go one step further even. So maybe... That sounds like a little sneak peek there. Very, very excited to hear that. Very excited to hear what comes next. <laughs> I won't tease it too much. I think it's something that almost any brand, obviously your competitors are going to be so keen on what you're doing, but uh, for anyone listening, I think it's something any brand can um, can take learnings from. Um, the fact that you guys have created something fictional from scratch and redefined branded content in the process um, I think we've seen the value of branded content increase in our industry, especially over the last couple of years. And that's going from like, you know, long form series to people are starting to be a little bit more creative with what they're making. And this just sort of takes it to the next level. So I'd love to see more brands um, exploring that. Definitely. I completely agree with Eve there. And then talking more generally, I suppose, about the future of storytelling for brands and just a bit of insight to this. I mean, I think for Eve will agree in social media, we've seen a lot of debate around storytelling and how you tell stories because of the limitations of having to get the attention really fast and having to get the point across. I guess in the podcast space, that's completely different because you can build a world more and take that more traditional route. I mean, what do you think is going to be the future of storytelling for brands? I know that's quite a big question. Yeah, I believe there's still a huge potential in audio storytelling. And um, I think the next era will need to include the the audience interactively. And um, yeah, of course, we've been watching Bandersnatch. Yes, I was just thinking um, about that. And we've been talking about shaping your own kind of story. Yeah, we're not quite there yet. I think voice um, is definitely a huge thing for, for the podcast of the future. For BMW as a brand, actually, we have a quite long history of storytelling so uh, we made movies and uh, I don't know everything and um, we're clearly continuing this path and exploring new innovative uh, formats such as um, yeah audio voice games I think if you yeah you just have to exploit the possibilities of each channel what is possible and really understand um, the target group on the channel and what really brings added value and storytelling is is a very nice way to to um to do that i completely agree it seems like an excellent note to end it there uh ben and cora thank you ever so much for joining us and a, a quick message to our audience that everybody you know really need to check out this podcast hypnopolis by bmw search it on you know your your preferred podcasting platform i'm i'm certainly hooked i know eve's a massive fan as well so uh do you know listen to it and see the possibilities as eve said for your own brands in terms of where you can take audio storytelling and, and branded podcasts and seeing branded podcasts for more than we We've seen them so far potentially also check out the soundtrack it's awesome it's on spotify hypnopolis original soundtrack yeah has got his new uh, work playlist sorted uh, thank you both so much for talking to us it's been an absolute pleasure thanks for having us 
Thank you very much for having us. Thank you for listening. We really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please remember to leave us a review on iTunes because it really, really helps and allows us to bring you brand new episodes every single week. This has been the Social Minds Podcast with myself, Theo Watts, Eve Young, and produced by Ollie Thompson. 